Guys, welcome to the J. Scott Outdoors podcast. I want to tell you about my title sponsor, GoHunt.com Insider. This month, the month of August, they are actually giving away 10 Kuyu sleeping bags to 10 GoHunt Insider members. Every month, they give away great gear, great hunts, and uh, just all kinds of great stuff. They've given away rifles. They've given away doll sheep hunts. They've given away... Uh, antelope hunts, uh, mule deer hunts, uh, phone scopes, uh, Kuyu backpacks, Kuyu sleeping bags. Uh, this month they're giving away 10 Kuyu sleeping bags. Uh, each one of the 10 insider members who win this month of August can pick the temperature range of bag uh, that they want. And all you have to do is be a GoHunt.com insider member to have a chance to win. To uh, sign up for Go Hunt uh, Insider, all you have to do is go to uh, GoHunt.com forward slash insider and you use the J. Scott promo code at checkout when you sign up and you can get either a $50 Kuyu gift card or a $50 Sportsman's Warehouse gift card, either one, your choice. Uh, and you become an insider member, and then every month on these great gear and hunt giveaways, uh, your name is in the in the hat every time each month. Uh, so not only is it the most valuable tool a Western hunter can give themselves because they're the industry leader and number one source for Western hunting uh, with the unbelievable filtering 2.0 system where you can filter by state, species, residency, odds of drawing a tag, uh, specific hunting dates and harvest success percentages, but you also have a great chance to win uh, great gear and, and be a part of the monthly giveaways. Uh, so make sure you use the J. Scott promo code at checkout. You're also going to get a $50 Kuyu gift card or a $50 Sportsman's Warehouse gift card. Uh, you pick it. But I want to thank GoHunt.com for their sponsorship of this podcast. Guys, welcome to the J. Scott Outdoors podcast. Today I want to talk about scoring and field judging elk. And I know that uh, elk seasons all across the West are about to kick off. And I did an episode last summer, episode 50 and 51, with my friend Craig Steele over at Exclusive Pursuit Outfitters. And we talked about how to score and field judge elk. Uh, I, I want to use kind of a baseline of uh, an article that I did for GoHunt.com on scoring and field judging elk. And what what I'm going to do here is kind of uh, try and uh, kind of paraphrase episode 50 and 51 and give a little bit of a refresher course here on field judging elk. So I'm going to kind of be going in and out of this article and um, I will try and link this article up in the field in the show notes uh, of this podcast. I will also try and put them on my website, uh, jscottoutdoors.com, a link to this, uh, uh, this article. You can also go to gohunt.com. Uh, you can go and find my name, J. Scott, and it will be a couple of the articles that I have written uh, uh, for uh, gohunt.com. Uh, as a matter of fact, I'm looking at it right now, and I'll, I'll put it in these show notes, but there's a how to cape the head of a big game animal for a taxidermist, how to gut a big game animal, 12 expert tips to trick the smartest gobbler, uh, second largest Arizona raffle tag bighorn ever taken, uh, becoming an expert at field judging bighorn sheep, uh, how to accurately score uh, sheep horns, how to accurately age sheep, how to perform the gutless method of on uh, big game, and then there's uh, how to score elk, how to score and field judge elk part one and two. So I'll link these in the show notes, and uh, I want to thank uh, GoHunt.com for uh, letting me uh, kind of paraphrase this article, and I also want to thank uh, GoHunt.com Insider for being the title sponsor of this podcast. Field judging elk is an art while measuring dead elk is an exact science. Hunters look looking to break into the B and C, which is Boone and Crockett minimums, or hunters looking to figure out the difference from a 370 bull 
from a 390 bull all need to dissect a bull's rack long before they decide to pull the trigger. The following methods I have used for a long time when picking apart a bull's rack. There are several ways to field judge an elk. The first method is to air judge, also known as the wing it approach, which is based on experience and prior knowledge. While not quite reliable, it has its place at times. The second method requires you to actually break the elk down and measure him by estimating actual point and main beam length, mass, and inside spread. The final way uh, to judge is through estimating shortest points, the magic 200 method. I gain the most consistency and accuracy from my field judging by actually scoring lots of antlers, and with each one I gain more confidence. I love to field judge bulls and score them on the ground to see how close my field judging was to the real thing. While many times I score a bull in my head before asking the hunter what it actually scored, or the owner what it actually scored, Nothing beats getting out of tape and measuring lots of antlers and lots of bone. My guesses have been wrong many times, yet it is amazing how practice lessens uh, the gap between field estimates and actual measurements. Okay, let's talk about air judging uh, right off the bat here. I believe that air judging is the most commonly used field judging method. When air judging, it is important to try and look for any weakness and strengths of the antler configuration. Next, try to figure out how mature is the bull that you are looking at and keep it simple. Ask yourself if the bull is young or mature, then move or ask yourself is the if the bull is young or mature, then you move on. First impressions of a bull while air judging is extremely important. Usually your first impression of a bull is pretty honest and accurate. You want to look for anything that is sticking out or extraordinary. Once you determine a bull to be something you want to go after, I highly recommend using the two methods listed below, either estimating actual measurements or estimating shortest points. While air judging, I'm trying to place the bull in a category. 275 to 300, 300 to 325, 325 to 350, 350 to 375, 375 to 400, or 400 and up. Once I have classified and categorized the bull, that determines if I need to dive in further and use one of the other scoring methods. One thing to be careful about is until you truly break down a bull with the other two methods, your air judgment is a rough, quick guess. I highly recommend dissecting a bull thoroughly before deciding to harvest that animal. When air judging, I look for particular things in this exact order. Point length, number one. Main beams, number two. Mass, number three. And then your spread credit. Be careful not to air judge too quickly because once you start saying a bull is 325 and he's really 300, your judging scale gets skewed. And what I mean by that is if you go all year and don't look at elk and then all of a sudden elk season comes and the first handful of bulls that you see you're overscoring or underscoring for that matter, your eye, if you're just relying on air judging, if you say a bull's 325 and he's actually 300, well, the next bull that you see that, that looks bigger, you may call him 350, but he may only be 325. So do your best to just accurately try and air judge and categorize the bulls the best you can. I get this question a lot. Well, I live in a state where bulls rarely get over 300 or 320 inches. What do you do then? Well, it's the same thing. You can categorize the bull by age and say, you know, he looks like a four-year-old bull. Uh, he looks like a big, mature five-point. You know, he's, he's got a lot of mass. Um, 
You know, some bowls will always be five points. They'll never actually be a six by six. Um, you know, you, you can go off of, I know some guys in units uh, in Colorado, they used to just talk about, is it a six point or is it a five point? And then they would classify how long are the fifth points making it a six by six. So are they three inches or are they 10 inches? So they'd say, I see a big six and he's got weak backs. That would tell me that the bull only has one or two inch, you know, three inch fifth points. Or if they said, I've got a six and he's got real good backs, that would usually tell me for that area, it was 10 or 12 inches. So not necessarily, you don't have to necessarily hunt in a, in a, in a state where bull, big bulls are prevalent to air judge. I mean, everybody does it. Everybody does it with uh, some different level of, of expertise. Some people are always historically high. Some people are right on. Uh, and when you're classifying bulls, you don't necessarily have to be exact. And that's why I usually use that, you know, uh, 325 to 350 or say 275 to 300 or under 275. I mean, you can be, you can even classify and say he's between 300 and 350. He's over 350, but under 400. I mean, whatever classification you choose, just try and be consistent all the way through with it. Okay, let's talk about estimate actual measurements method. There are several things I like to do when trying to estimate the actual measurements on a bull elk. First, I use anatomical references to estimate several of the point lengths. I start by estimating the brow tines, which are the first two points. So when you're looking at a bull head on, it's going to be the one that comes uh when you're looking, they're going to be the closest together and they're going to be basically right above the eye. And then the second point is going to be the one when you're looking head on at a bull. It's going to be the one just to the right or just to the left of the first point. I start by estimating the brow tines, the first two points, by seeing how close they are in comparison to the link from the burr, which is where the pedicle or the base starts, to the tip of the bull's nose. On a mature bull, that measurement is usually 15 to 16 inches. If the first two points on each side follow parallel with the nose and tip up just at the end of the nose, then they should be right around 16 inches. Be aware of straight-looking points without much curve because they often are shorter than you think. If you think about the old adage, uh, the shortest distance between two points is a straight line. That might help you. So make sure you watch for points. If they look like they just go straight out and they don't tip up on the end, that might be shorter than what you think. On a mature bull, that measurement is usually 15 to 16 inches. If the first two points on each side follow parallel with the nose and tip up at the end of the nose, then they should be right around 16 be aware of straight-looking points. Okay, long brow tines usually follow the nose and then curl up or bend upward. You should look for at least four inches of curl for a 20-inch tine. So we've talked about uh, if, the, if, it, if the points, first two points follow the nose and then they tip up, that's going to be about 16. Uh, if you've got from the point where it tips up, if you got about four inches, you're probably looking at a 20-inch brow tine. Now, keep in mind, it's pretty rare for brow tines to get over 20 inches. Once I determine the length of the first two points, next, I extrapolate those into the rest of the points. Many times, the third points are a source of a bull's weakness. Make sure that you look for curl or lots of curve on the points. So I want to go back to once you've measured uh, the uh, first and seconds, a lot of times I see bulls that look like they're great bulls, but when you really break them down, either the thirds are short or the fifths are short. So watch those third points. If you've got a bull that's got good first seconds and great thirds, you're well on your way for a bull to be scoring good. Another anatomical measurement that can be used when determining point length is the distance from the top of the back to the bottom of the belly. That measurement is generally about 30 inches. 
when a bull is broadside, you can compare his fourth point to that measurement. If the point is 10 inches shorter, then the bull probably has 20 inch fourth points. Once you estimate the length of the fourth points, move on to the fifths and compare them with the fourths to determine their length. Now, like we said before, if you're off and then you are extrapolating to your fifth points and you're, you've overcalculated or underjudged the fourth points, this can throw everything off. So you really need to watch that. Okay, the main beam. Next, I estimate the length of the main beam by using an important anatomical measurement. When a bull has his head down feeding, I determine whether the main beam is higher or lower than the hump on his back above his shoulder. The distance from the hump down his front leg to his hoof is generally between 54 and 58 inches. Depending on the maturity of the bull, obviously that plays a huge role. If the tip of the main beam comes to the top of the hump, then the main beam is probably around 50 inches. If it is shorter or longer than the hump on the back, I add or subtract inches accordingly. Let's talk about mass. Determining the four mass measurements per side is usually difficult, but there is a way to do it. If the rack does not look heavy and has a thin appearance, I usually attribute 27 inches of mass per side or 54 inches total. If a bull looks really heavy and solid, then I estimate 30 inches of mass per side. Trying to determine mass is very hard and requires scoring quite a few racks, but if you use those numbers, you will often be close. So even if you really don't have an idea, maybe what you could do is score some bulls that have been shot in that unit or in that area, and maybe you'll find that, you know, the, the mass is only, you know, 24, 25, and, you know, maybe the average is 26, 27. You kind of have to go off of elk that are killed in your area. If I don't know, I typically throw in 27 per side, uh, and that usually gets me close because even it's pretty rare for bulls to be much heavier than 30 inches per side. Okay, guys, inside spread. The last measurement to esti estimate inside spread, which is the widest point from the inside of one beam to the inside of the other, I often use two anatomical measurements. The distance from ear tip to ear tip is usually 21 to 22 inches, and the actual length of the ear itself is 7.5 inches. So that's from the base to the tip. The only way to really estimate the inside spread of a bull elk is for him to face you. When he's facing you, look at the width of his ears. If you can add one ear length to each side, that should put you at 37 inches inside. And the way I get to that is 22 inches, which is the distance from ear tip to ear tip, plus 7.5 plus 7.5 for each ear, so that's 15 inches, 22 and 15 is 37 inches. If you can add an ear and a half to each side, then the estimated inside spread is approximately 45 inches. Keep in mind, very few bulls are wider than 45 inches inside. And when we're talking Boone and Crockett or Pope and Young measurements, uh, Inside measurement is the only measurement that counts. So if you have a bull that has a 12-inch kicker between his fourth and fifth, and it actually you know makes the bull you know 50 inches wide, let's say he's uh, you know 38 inside, but he's got 12 more inches. You only count the distance between the uh, main beams. So inside spread is the only one that counts. I have known the owners of the Outdoorsman's in Phoenix for over 20 years. They are the authority on optics and hunting gear. Outdoorsman's is the leading designer and manufacturer of high-quality tripods, mounting accessories, and pack systems for all hunters. Their customer service is the best in the business. 
Go to outdoorsmans.com or call 1-800-291-8065 and use the J. Scott promo code to receive 10% off any products. PhoneScope is a company that makes custom-molded, precisely engineered smartphone digiscoping adapters. Photographing wildlife has never been easier. It is simple to text photos and videos from your smartphone and share them with your friends. PhoneScope stands behind their product with a 100% money-back guarantee. Get yours now by using the JSCOT16 promo code and receive 10% discount on all purchases. Check them out at Phonescope, that's P-H-O-N-E-S-K-O-P-E dot com, or on Instagram, at Phonescope. Okay, guys, let's talk about the magic number, estimate shortest points method. Of course, there's a great shortcut for judging bulls that use anato- that uses anatomical references, But instead of trying to estimate each measurement individually, I use a magic number for the main beam length, mass, and inside spread, and then I compare the length of the points from one side to the other and estimate the shortest points. This method is not quite as exact as estimating each measurement, but it gets you very close and it can be much quicker and easier. This method actually gets you closer to the net score of a bull that you are evaluating. First, I start with the magic number of 200. For a mature, typical bull elk that scores around 350 inches Boone and Crockett, his main beam length is usually around 50 inches per side and he has two sides, so that's 100 inches. His mass usually equals 30 per side times two sides, that's 60 inches, and his inside spread is usually around 40 inches, which equates to 100 inches, 60 inches, 40 inches, equaling 200. That's the magic number of 200. Next, I estimate the length of the shortest point for each antler and double it and then add them up. Be careful with these estimates because whenever you double a measurement, it can make your score go up or down drastically. Do your best not to overestimate your shortest points. Now add the total length of points to the magic number of 200 to get the gross score. Finally, Go back to the main beam, mass, and inside spread. Is the main beam really 50 or is it 53? Is the mass heavy or light? How does it compare to 30 inches? Is the bull 40 or is he actually only 36? If you think those measurements deviate from the magic number, just add or subtract the differences accordingly. So let's go back to that. We've already said that we're using the 50-inch number for main beams. So if you're looking at a bull and he looks like he's got 55-inch main beams, right there you're going to have 10 inches more than the magic number equation. Vice, or, or on the contrary, if he looks like his beams are only 45 inches, you're going to be a minus 10, so you're only going to be at 90. So you kind of have to use the estimated uh, or the magic number of 200 and then go back and you need to find the main beam, the mass, and uh, the uh, spread and subtract those on your magic number. Okay, let's do an example here. And if you go to the show notes, you can actually see this quick scoring example of a a bull that my associate and guiding partner, Dar Colburn, uh, guided for a uh, hunter's name is Tim Allen in 2009, and this is an Arizona Unit 10 bull during an archery hunt. Uh, you can see a picture of his right side, his left side, the back view and front view, and that's something that I'll add is it's always good when you're really trying to get an accurate uh, measurement or estimation on a bull is to try and get as many sides, as many angles as you can. And, you know, a perfect left, perfect right, perfect front on, perfect rear view can usually uh, help me. If I'm just going off of one picture, it can be very difficult. 
but let's go over the numbers uh, in this in this uh, example. Using the estimated actual measurements, the left side 19, 19, 14, 20, 17, 57 inch main beams, 30 inches of mass, 176 for the left side antler. Right side 21, 18, 15, 21, 16, 58 on the main beam, 30 inches of mass, 179 with an average spread of 40 inches. So you've got 176 plus 179 plus 40 equals 395 gross. Now if I was using the estimated shortest points method, it would be 19, 18, 14. Now keep in mind these are the shortest points. 19, 18, 14, 20, 16. That equals 87 times two sides. He's got two antlers. That's 174. 174 plus the magic number of 200 is 374. Then I go back and I look at the mass, the main beam, and the spread. So the mass looks like it's about 30, so I'm going to say it's a plus or minus zero. The main beam, they're longer than 50 inches. Well, how long? They look like they're 7 inches per side. They look like they're 57 per side, so I'm going to automatically get 14 extra inches there. And, and uh, the, the mass, I already said the mass is 30, and the spread is dead on at 40 inches. So I've got 374 plus 14 equals 388 gross. So that is going to be the closest number probably to the net score because I'm estimating the shortest point. So just to be clear, when I'm estimating the shortest point, I look at the first point on each side, the G1s. And I say one looks like it's um, 19 and one looks like it's 21. So I'm going to use 19 as my measurement. Okay, let's look at the G2s. One looks like it's 19, one looks like it's 18, so I'm going to use 18. I look at the G3s, or the third points. In my estimated actual measurements, I said it was 14 and 15, so I'm going to use 14. I go to the G4s, or the, the uh, fourth points, 20 and 21, so I'm going to use 20. The fifth points, 17 and 16, so I'm going to use 16. So that, that kind of gives you an idea of how my mind works when I when I look at it. Now the actual numbers because the bull was harvested he had 179 and 5 eighths on one side he had uh, 183 and 6 eighths on the right side with an inside spread of 37 inches total gross score 403 eighths and his net score was 393 and 6 eighths. I think it's important um, when I score bulls too is I try and take, I break down the numbers of percentage to total gross score. In other words, what percentage do the points make up of the full score? What percentage does the main beam make up of the full score? What percentage of the mass does it make up of the full score and what percentage of the inside spread? In this particular example, 187 inches of points. When you add the left and the right, it's got 187 inches of points. So that represents 46.7% of your total score. Now the reason that this is important is in my, in my opinion, points, main beam, mass, and inside spread, percentage-wise, usually always points is the number one percentage uh, to the total gross score. In this example, the main beams are 58 and 2 eighths and 59, so that's 117 and 2 eighths, so that's 29.2% of the total score. Mass, this bull has 29 and 7 eighths, the right side is 29 and 2 eighths, so that's 59 and an eighth total mass for this bull. So that's only 14.75% of his total score. Inside spread is 37 inches, so it's only 9.2% of the total score. So that's why it's important when you're field judging elk 
in my opinion, for a bull to be big, he's got to have a lot of points and long points. The second thing to look for is main beam. If you have long main beams, that's going to help your score. The last thing that I worry about, you hear someone say, oh, that bull's really wide. Well, he better have long points and he better have long main beams because if you look at our example here, only 9% of the score is made up of spread. Now, with that being said, most bulls that are mature, say 300 to 350 bulls, most of those bulls are going to have a spread somewhere between 36 and 40 inches. So you could almost plug that in 36 to 40 inches. You could almost plug that number in on every single bull. And percentage wise, you're not going to be off that far. Now, there are cases, and I've heard of bulls that are like 49 or 50 inches wide inside. Well, right there, you're going to take a bull that your eye tells you, let's say, is 380 with a normal 40-inch spread. But now you add an inside spread of 50 inches. If your eye says, man, he's really wide, you can automatically, in your head, say he's going to pick up some on spread credit. But keep in mind, it's only 10 inches. Whereas if a bull's got... Uh, you know, great big long points, he could make up 10 inches in one single point. I hope that I hope that's clear. Okay, let's go over some tips uh, on field judging. Point length is the single most important ingredient for a bull to score high. Next is main beam length. It's rare to have a high-scoring bull without long points and main beams. So if you always remember, points number one, main beams number two, mass is number three, and spread is percentage-wise the least most important in a bull's score. Remember that, points. Lots of points and long points with belly and curve are going to improve your score. Okay, on a typical 7x7, seven seven, the point measurement is going to go up dramatically. For instance, a typical 7x7 seven seven will usually have 6 points that measure from anywhere from 4 to 20 inches, which can add an extra 8. So if he's got a 4-inch G6 on one side and a 4-inch and, and a G6 on the other, that's going to be 4 inches times 2. That's going to be 8 inches on your total score. Well, think about some of those 7x7s seven that, that have 18 or 20 inches of extra G6 on each side. So if they're 20 inches, that can add 40 inches to the gross score. So bulls, when you're looking at them, 6x6 six six is great. 7x7 seven seven is even better. 8x8 eight eight is even better than that. And that's why extra points can add a lot of inches to your gross score. Okay, look for any weaknesses or broken missing points, broken or missing points as they can affect the score dramatically. So just like I'm talking about if a bull's a 6x7 and he's got a 14-inch G6 or he's got a 14-inch extra point off of, say, between his 4th and 5th or he's got an extra eye guard, on the gross score right there, that's an extra 14 inches. Well, if you're looking at a straight six by six and he's got a broken third that's only about an inch long and it should be 16 inches long, you're automatically on your gross score going to miss right off the bat 15, in, 15 inches. So you have to watch for broken points. If, if it's important for you to shoot a high scoring, high grossing, as many inches as you can, very rarely do bulls with broken points score high. I did have one bull that, that kind of broke that exception. I killed a bull in 2005 um, in Arizona that had, I believe, a 14-inch uh, 14 inch G6 on the right side that was broke off 
I didn't shoot him at first when I saw him because he came through the brush and his right side was facing me. And I saw he had a broken point and I was so tuned in to not wanting to shoot a bull with broken point because I knew that it would affect my score. It wasn't until I realized that when he walked by that he wasn't a six by six with a broken point. He was a seven by seven with a broken point. He still ended up grossing, I believe, 427 inches gross. But if he would have had that other 14 inches, if it would have matched the other side, he would have been 441 gross as a typical which is crazy big and would have been in the top five. You know, he probably would have netted 425 um, typical, which would be top five all time. Just an amazing bull. Still is an amazing bull with a broken point, but it, it's a good example of you got to watch those broken points. And if you're going for, if you're trying to beat your, you know, let's say your best bull is a 340 bull and you've got a chance to shoot a bull and he looks pretty darn good, but all of a sudden you see one point is broken you got to probably look at it really hard because you're going to have a big uh, deduction off your gross score there um, if that point is missing. Okay, another tip, use anatomical references to judge measurements. We talked about that. Uh, count the number of points on each side because if something looks odd, it usually is. I've seen bulls that they look like a 6x6. Six six. They come storming out of the trees, and I'm glassing them, and they're bugling around, and they've got a big whale tail big fourth and fifth, and then all of a sudden you get to looking, maybe he's missing a G2 on the right side or he's missing a third point. You've got to have all those points uh, intact. Sometimes they break up. Sometimes they don't even grow. So make sure if you're really trying to analyze a bull that you'd look G1 to G1, G2 to G2, G3 to G3, G4 to G4, G5 to G5, and if he's got, you know, if he's a 7x7, seven seven, G6 to G6. The main beam length from burr to the fourth point is usually around 30 inches. Make sure that you compare that length. Let's see. Make sure you compare that to the length of the main beam from the fourth point to the tip of the beam. If it looks like it's half as long, 15 inches, then the total length of the main beam is 45 inches. If it looks equally as long, then it might be pushing 60 inches. I learned that 30 inch uh, from the burr to the fourth point on most 340, 350, 360, 370, you know, and up bulls. For whatever reason, from the burr to the fourth point on the, if you're measuring the main beam, that typically uh, is 30 inches. I learned that from John McClendon, who is a longtime Arizona hunting elk hunting guide and kind of the godfather of of Arizona elk hunting. And that was a tip that he that I learned from him a long time ago, and it still rings true today. Um, so you can, you know, if you've got a 60 inch main beam bull, his main beam from the burr to the fourth needs to look the same from the fourth all the way out to the tip of the main beam. Main beams are rarely uh, 60 inches or more. You hear people say, oh, he had 65-inch main beams. There are very, very few bulls ever recorded in Boone and Crockett that have over 60-inch main beams. So just so you know, most bulls are around that 50-inch, 52-inch. You know, If they get up in the 330 range or better, they're right around 50 to 52 inches. It is really rare to have a 60-inch main beam bull. So if you have a bull that has super long main beams, you're, you're getting a lot of credit. Remember, main beams is our number two percentage uh, compared to gross score. Real game calls featuring the elk reel. Real Game Calls makes innovative, realistic, and easy-to-master calls using their proprietary, revolutionary design. They are located and manufactured in Gypsum, Colorado. Their calls were designed and battle-tested on some of the hardest-hunted terrain on Earth. Check out ElkReel.com. Use the promo code JSCOTT and receive a 20% discount on all purchases. Go to www.ElkReel.com. Utah Hydrographics is in the water transfer printing service and they can dip almost anything into a wide range of camel patterns, designs, and colors. 
Whether it's guns, bows, tools, rifle stocks, vehicle parts, steering wheels, cups, or tripods, Utah Hydrographics loves taking things that are general looking and turn them into something that looks fantastic. Give them a call and see what they can do for you and receive up to a 10% discount by using the JScott16 promo code. Visit them at utahhydrographics.com or on Instagram at utahhydrographics. Let's see. Inside spread are rarely over 45. Mass is rarely over 32 inches. Try to err on the short side when estimating measurements. Guys, I think it's important to be accurate. And one of the reasons, you know, people always say, oh, all Jace cares about is score. No, actually, all I care about is being accurate. Um, and as a guide, a lot of times I have to be good at field judging. And you have to put your numbers on the line and they have to be accurate. So I always try and err a little bit on the short side. So that when my client or even if I'm hunting, when I walk up, the bull is going to actually be bigger uh, than what uh, what I was giving them. And it's always good to, the way I look at it, it's always good to be accurate. If, if you can't be exactly accurate, try and be a little bit on the small side so that you don't have a rude awakening when you walk up and have ground shrinkage. One thing I like to look for is good spacing between the points. If the points look close together, so a bull's kind of turning his head and he's giving you that side view and the points like stacked in there like the seconds uh, or the third and the fourth are pretty close together, um, then you probably have a shorter main beam than, than what you think. I like to have lots of space between all of the points, the first, second, the second, third, the third, fourth, and uh, the fourth, fifth, and then after the fifth point, I like to have a lot of main beam there. If a beam or point looks straight, then it will be shorter than you think. Look for lots of belly or curve in the points and the main, and the main beam. More curve means greater length. Okay, let's talk about some anatomical elk references. The antler burr to the tip of the nose, 15 to 16 inches. Front of the eye to the tip of the nose, 12 to 13 inches. Inside of the eye to inside of the eye, 7 to 8 inches. Top of the back to bottom of the belly, 30 inches. Top of the back to the very bottom of the hoof, 54 to 58 inches. Obviously, these numbers, it depends on how the mature of a bull, but if you've got a, you know, old mature bull, usually 54, 58 inches. Tip of ear to tip of ear, 21 to 22 inches. Ear length from the base to the tip, seven and a half inches. Normal percentages of gross score, and this is kind of an average. If you if you've measured a lot of bulls, and then you divide your tine length, uh, it uh the main beam, the mass, and the spread, you're going to have roughly, this is a normal percentage of gross score, 45% for tine length, 28% for main beam, 16% for mass, and 11% for spread. So if you remember, tine length is number one, main beam is number two, mass is number three, spread is the least most important when, when field judging or when uh, estimating a bull score. The spread counts the least. Okay, let's talk about some average measurements. When I talk about kind of classifying some bulls, average measurements. A 300 to 310 bull, average spread 35 inches, main beam 45 inches, mass 25 inches, point length 13 inches, you add that up, that's 35, 90, 50, 130. That gives you a 305 bull. Average measurements for a 320 to 330 bull, 37-inch spread, 47-inch main beam, 27 inches of mass per side, 14-inch point length. This is on an average 6 by 6, so 14-inch point length times 5 points. That's G1, 2, 3, 4, and 5. 
So you're added up, that's 37 plus 94 plus 54 plus 140, that's a 325 bull. Average measurements for a 340 to 350 bull is a 38 inch spread, 50 inch main beam, 29 inches of mass per side, 15 inch points. So let's talk about this. If most of the points look like they're 15 inches, a lot of times I can say, yeah, that's a 340, 350 type of bull. You add that up, 38, 100, 58, and 150, that's a 346 bull. Average measurements for a 360 to 370 bull, 39-inch spread, 52-inch beams, 30 inches of mass, 16-inch point length. You add that up, 39, 104, 60, and 160 is a 363 bull. Average measurements for a 380 to 390 bull, 40-inch spread, 53-inch main beam, 30 inches of mass, 18 inches of points. That adds up to 40, 106, 60, and 180. That's a 386 bull. Average measurements for a 400-plus bull, 40-inch spread, 53-inch main beams, 31 inches of mass, every point on a 6-point bull being 20 inches, there's five points per side, G1, G2, G3, G4, G5. So that adds up to 40, 106, 62, and 200. That's 408. Like I said, guys, you can go in the show notes to a link where all of these charts that I'm going off of are. Okay, let's remember field judging is an art while measuring dead elk is a science. One of the best ways to improve your field judging skills is to practice field judging before actually measuring them. I hope these scoring methods and tips will come in handy when trying to field judge your trophy bull, but remember it's more important to measure your hunt success by the memories and quality experience gained than by the size of antlers you bring home. Guys, I want to talk about that a little bit. I think in an effort to be accurate at field judging and to be, I never want to be known as someone that exaggerates score or that doesn't know how to classify or categorize bulls, but that does not mean that my hunt is strictly all about inches. One thing about being a guide is when you have someone in Arizona that waits 15 or 20 years for a tag and it's could be their best opportunity or chance to kill a big bull it's my job to be accurate and to try and estimate and be as close as I can and I think anybody else that hunts anybody else that guides uh, if we can all become more accurate and uh, quit fibbing a little bit and call things what they are not only in your field judging but it seems as though with social media and everything, everything is such a competition. And instead of telling someone, man, nice hunt, uh, you know, great looking bull, it's what did he score? Well, one of the problems with what did he score is everybody kind of scores differently, meaning some people exaggerate and some people are accurate. I would encourage you guys to try and be as accurate as you can and let the antler score what the antler scores and don't let the score of the of the elk or the whatever you're field judging or whatever you're actually putting a tape on, don't let that dictate uh, the success of the hunt. Try and base your hunt on experience, but at the same time, Try and categorize bulls accurately and try and be as good at field judging as you possibly can and you'll find that you have a much more enjoyable hunt uh, in my mind. Uh, you know, there's some guys out there that they just hunt for meat and I think that's fantastic. But we would be lying to ourselves if we said that we don't care what anything scores because everybody talks about score. Everybody talks about, did you see those main beams? Did you see how wide that bull was? Did you see those extra points? So we might as well try and learn. And then once we learn, we might as well try and be as accurate as we possibly can and call a spade a spade, call a 16-inch point a 16-inch point, you know, when we know it's 40 inches, we don't call it 50. When we know the beams are 52 to 55, we don't call them 62. 
Let's just call it what it is. Uh, Guys, I hope these tips help you. Uh, You can go in the show notes. Uh, if if, uh, If I wasn't clear about something, please feel free to send me an email. Uh, or any type of message through Facebook or Instagram. And I just really appreciate the support of this podcast. And uh, let's all have a great elk season. I want to encourage you guys to use the hashtag jscottoutdoors uh, on Instagram. I'd love to see your elk this year. Uh, even bulls that, uh, you, you know, you, if you need help field scoring, you can hashtag um, or or tag me at J Scott Outdoors, and I'll try and do my best to give you a. I've already had probably thirty or forty different uh, bulls sent to me, people wanting to know what I thought they scored, and I try and give them my best opinion. Uh, so let's have a great 2016 season. Uh, make sure to check out uh, these articles uh, at GoHunt.com. I'm also going to try and post them on my website. And uh, let's just have a great season. Let's try and be accurate. Uh, Let's put the meat in the freezer. Uh, Let's try and make as good a shots as we can. And, uh, you know, if you want to hear more on field judging, uh, you can go to episode 50 and 51 of this podcast where Craig Steele and I break down uh, all this stuff that I was just talking about. I also want to tell you that uh, you can go on their uh, gohunt.com. Uh, there's a seven-part series, uh, seven-part elk field judging and scoring video series. Yeah, it's it's great. I'm looking at the videos right now. I will also try and post them up on my social media, on my Facebook, um, and I'll try and link this uh, on my website, jscottoutdoors.com. So, guys, uh, thanks for your support.